Welcome in, everybody. In today's episode, Sarah and I will be discussing the five love languages in relationships and how to understand it all. Don't forget to like, share, follow, and subscribe to our podcast. And of course, stick around to the end for our scoop of the day. And while you're here, we invite you to leave us an honest review on Apple Podcast at the end of this episode. It's free and it would mean the world to us. Welcome to the Essential Oil Scoop, where we serve up real talk with real results. Get ready to explore the incredible world of essential oils and how they transform your daily wellness. I'm Vicki Labrilla, and this is my co-host, Sarah Sipos. With over 22 years of collective essential oil knowledge and experience, we are well-equipped to bring you the best tips and tricks for all your needs to live life to the fullest. So join us as we dish out the juicy scoop to a healthier, happier you. It's time to elevate your life. Tune in, and let's dive deep into the realm of essential oils for a life of vitality and well-being. Are any of you curious about what your love language is? Because you're not alone. Like you're absolutely not alone. I feel like I need to redo mine. Sarah, I don't know about you, but I feel like as the years go on, I evolve and things are different. Does that have any, uh, like, does that carry over to my love language? So sometimes, sometimes not. So, um, if usually you're generally speaking, your very first number one love languages is your love language probably forever, but you can have a second language, right? You can be what they call bilingual and, and Dr. Chapman talks about this in his book and highly, 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 highly recommend this book for everyone. Okay, there's several, he's done several in the series now, all based on five love languages, five love languages for teens, five love languages for children, for couples, like it's everywhere, okay? And, um, but usually your your first language is typically your language for a long time. That being said, there are times when you could be starved so much in one particular love language that you never receive it. So it's like, it's like a you crave it. And then once you start receiving it more and more, then you kind of drop back a little bit and you're like, okay, I don't need, maybe for an example, words of affirmation. Maybe if you were starved for words of affirmation as a child in your teen and, and early 20s, that could have been something you really liked. And then somebody gave it to you a lot to the point where you were like, okay, I've had my fill but your original love language is probably more still your original love language, but it's yeah, absolutely, you know, people can change, people can have um, experiences or people can have different types of relationships that can make them one, you know, change a little bit more one way or another. My mm-hmm. love language is quality, quality time. And I see that in every aspect of what I do. I see that everywhere for me. That's my, my primary love language. My secondary kind of ebbs and flows. This is what I'm talking about. Like sometimes you get a lot of it and sometimes you, you know, so it used to really be gifts, like gifts, 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 gifts. I never like my husband's not a great gift giver. I love him and he is amazing at so many other things, but like, I didn't have like, once he figured that out, he started to change and pivot and then became gifts. And now I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't feel like I need them as much as I did when I first took that test. And then when I took it again, it was words of affirmation, which, okay, I can kind of see that one a little bit, but, um, 
quality time has always been my, my number one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's highlight Dr. Gary Chapman. So he is a marriage. He was a marriage counselor. I don't know if he still is practicing. I'm assuming he is like, that's my assumption. However, he's the one that created this concept of the five different love languages, the ways that we show our love. So words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch are the five areas of our love languages. Now there is a free love languages test that you can take. Simply go onto Google, type in five love languages, quiz or test, and it will propagate for you. So I highly recommend that you do this. It's extremely informative for you to understand like, oh yeah, that's why I, I feel and act this way when, right? When there's words of affirmation, when there's acts of service and so on and so forth. So, you know, everything that Sarah said, it's, it's true to her. And it's like, I love it. Her husband's awesome, by the way, super, super awesome. But like, if Sarah's saying he's, his his strong suit isn't in the gift giving. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. He's acts of service. Yeah. The acts of service, like, and the quality time, it just works really well. And, and I only know from personal experience, and I feel like that's how we learn right from personal experience is that I was making the mistake of showing my husband love and affection, but in my in my love language, not his. Mm-hmm. And Sarah's shaking her head like, yep. It's a very common mistake. Showing your love in the different love languages. If if you're wanting, in my opinion, and many others, if you're wanting to have a cohesive, uh, intimate relationship with your spouse, part of it is showing up in the way that is your spouse's number one love language. It is not yours. It is theirs. Yeah. I, um, I actually gave this book to a friend of ours for Chris for uh, as a gift for Christmas. Um, because I gave it to my friend's husband because it's like, you need to learn her love language. It's words of affirmation and you're not that great at it friend. So you need to like whip it up. Right. Um, I give this gift, I give this book a lot. So I'm a, I'm, there are certain books that I give away a lot. And this is one of them because I feel like this is something everyone needs to learn. They need to learn it for not only themselves, but for all the people in their lives. Like I know all of my kids love languages. I have two that are physical touch. Now I got to tell you, I am not physical touch. Like I'm a hugger. I will hug you when I see you, but I'm not like constantly. I'm not one of those people who's going to constantly be like cuddling and touching you constantly. Like that's not me. Okay. I will hug you when I see you. I will hug you when we leave. I will, you know, that, that type of thing, but I am not a physical touch as a primary love language is not my primary love language. Mm -hmm. So I have two kids though that are, and so my son is now as a, as a boy and it's a little bit more difficult, right? Growing up, he didn't know how to like give physical touch or receive physical touch in a non weird way. Like it was like awkward. Like he was awkward. Like he wanted to hug people more, but like 
he didn't know like how do you approach that like how do you just hug another you know his dude friends right like girl like he had lots of friends that were girls because he could like hug them and they loved it right Mm -hmm. he would drive his sister's who are not physical touch people, absolutely crazy because he'd be like hugging them and touch, you know, touching their head. He would tap on their tops of their heads when he would see people because he didn't yeah. know how to like convey as a child, like physical touch that he needed that. Interesting. So he would like walk up to people and just tap the top of their head. And you're like, what are you doing? You weirdo. Stop it. That's weird. But then when we figured out that his love language was touch, it made so much more sense. And we were like, Scott, all you have to do is say to somebody, can I give you a hug? And they're not going to find, like, touching them on the top of their head is weird. They're going to be like, that's a little weird. I mean, it's not inappropriate necessarily. It's just odd. Oh. And so we we tried to explain to him about, you know, asking for permission to touch people. And he was like, oh, once he learned that concept, he's like, I'm going to give you a hug, you know, or he would state it to his sisters. I'm going to give you a hug. So they were like, okay, I'm prepared for you. And that made more sense to him. And then my other one, she is very much physical. She likes to cuddle. She'll sit on the couch with you and she'll like to like wrap herself around you. And you're like, okay, let me breathe for a minute. Well, now you can go back to like, you know, laying on me or whatever, but she is. And then my other, one of my other daughters is quality time so her and I just hang out all the time together we're just like we'll hang out all day long like we're good and then the other one she is she has words of affirmation she says she's quality time but I'm like girl you are words of affirmation 100% words of affirmation so it's been really good for my kids when I started really practicing this with them and understanding them and they started understanding each other their idiosyncrasies were not driving each other crazy anymore. Then they realized, okay. And then my two girls who are not physical touch, we got to the point where at the end of the night, we would have, you know, our family, we'd have a family prayer together. But then afterwards we had family hug time. And so my two that are not physical touch, they would do like what we call the T-Rex hug where they would be like, (laughs) yeah flapping their little, their hands against each other's arms and being like, Hey, this is our hug. We don't really want to hug each other. But my other two, this is where they, they flourish. They knew they needed to be hugged. They knew they needed that physical touch time. And this is, it helped them get that in. And so we were trying to balance it and we allowed the other two that weren't big huggers when it came time for them to the hug, to do their little T-Rex hug and call it good. And they were happy. And we would, we actually would count down for the one child. So she would put up with her brother hugging her for, you know, longer than two seconds. We would have a countdown for her. So she could count down in her head how long she could like allow him to embrace her for his, his sake. And so it really helped, it helped our children to be more tolerable of each other, help them to like strengthen their own relationships and know how to communicate better. Mm-hmm. I, all around, it's a great tool to understand and adopt into your daily, your daily routine as far as a family unit goes. Even in the workplace, it's great to learn how your coworkers um, receive that love. Right? It's 
I feel like the tension is decreased within the area that you're in. Emotions are more steady and there's a deeper understanding for the individual. And it, it respects that those boundaries that are put in place. When you understand it, there's, there's so much more power that comes. And so, you know, like this conversation that's happening, how do you understand it all? Well, Sarah just did a great job explaining how her understanding of each and every one of her children, it, it just brought on this, this other layer of, of love and trust and connection, right? As a human being, we all want and desire connection, period. End of story. It looks different for every individual. Absolutely. But at the core, it's still connection, right? None of us want to be left in the dust and left alone um, on our own private island with nobody to communicate and connect with. It is a human need for connection. And so these are areas that you can build that connection. So words of affirmation, Sarah and I will help you understand a little bit of this. And Sarah, um, she'll explain, she already has this in her course. She'll explain it towards the end of this episode, how you can tap into this. There will be a free download for you at the end as well, but let's talk about words of affirmation. So how to communicate would be, um, listening actively, active listening, being in affirming their, their thoughts, what they're sharing with you. Right. That's how, I mean, not, (laughs) okay. I chuckle. This is the truth. My brain, my brain works a little differently. Sometimes I get caught up in a conversation and my brain goes five steps ahead. That's not active listening. It's difficult for me to slow my brain down and be in the moment step-by-step. However, when I do practice it, it does show the other person, in my opinion, on an energetic level that I'm truly in connection with them. Sarah's shaking her head like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, well, words of affirmation is like, giving the compliments. It's giving them, it's, it's helping them to, um, it's verbal and written, right. And it's, it's praise recognition. It's, it's all of those things. And, and really what it comes down to is, is, is paying attention and noticing things about them. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's, I, uh, for example, I was actually, I was actually, um, I was actually paid to come and speak before a couple of different groups um, years ago. And this was a topic that I was paid to come and speak about was, was the five love languages. And it was, and I was, as I was talking to this group and, you know, going through it, I was giving an example of, of, of this particular thing of the, of words of affirmation. And I pointed at this girl and I was like, oh my gosh, your hair is so, I love the way your hair is cut. It frames your face really well. You look amazing. And I was just giving her just a few compliments in showing that what words of affirmation were. And it's, it's really taking time to notice certain things and then to verbally affirm those things to that person. And, um, so I was saying that these things to her and she burst into tears I mean, she just started crying. The floodgates came on and she was crying. And after I got done um, 
with this, you know, talking to this group, I had some, some, like some time to, to mingle and talk to the, um, the audience a little bit on a personal level. And this girl followed me from group of people to group of people. She just was like, my husband was like, she's like your little shadow. I mean, she just followed you around the entire room. And so afterwards I, t- I, t- I talked to her a couple different times. And at the very end, when everybody had left, we were still talking and she was like, I need this. I never had words of affirmation in my entire life growing up. Like she came from, you know, a, a rough background and different things. And we discussed at length her, her, her background And just in that time, I mean, I literally took not even a full minute giving her these things that I had like watched as she walked in. I was like, oh, and you were so great about, you know, being polite to people and and excusing yourself. And like, just, I had just the things I had noticed off the top of my head. And she was like, I mean, literally ugly cry tears, just crying for the whole time after I got done speaking. And it was literally not even a full minute. And so I don't think we understand the power that we can have to really change a person's life by communicating with their five languages. But yes, words of affirmation are typically um, complimentary things, but things that you have personally noticed, um, maybe it's their eye color, maybe it's their nail color, maybe it's, it doesn't have to necessarily be physical, but like, it's things that you notice, Hey, I, I noticed that you're really, you really helped that old lady out walking across the street. Hey, I really noticed that you've been really great at blah, blah, blah. It's, it's that recognition piece that they are so missing. Mm-hmm. And so that's what words of affirmation is. That's the, it's the recognition, the praise, the, the, um, affirming different things about them. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so one thing that I noticed, and I I don't know how accurate this is, but before I took my five love languages quiz, one of the things that I tend to do is give words of affirmation and physical touch over the other three out of the five. And the reason why I did that and do that is because those are my top love languages. So the actions that we take, the things that we do tend to be the ones that we resonate and respond highly to. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for you down, down below in the comments below, my friends, once you take your quiz, let us know what your top five love languages are, you know, in, in order mine I, I right now, truthfully, I can't remember if it's physical touch or words of affirmation because they were really close. And in the beginning of this conversation, as you can remember, Sarah said, sometimes it, it's like minuscule one above the other. It's like the two are basically one because mm-hmm. that's how, how much you, you, you want from those two categories out of the five. So words of affirmation, Sarah, just give one oil. Cause I know we have that download for everyone. What's one of the oils that can pair very nicely with words of affirmation. So spearmint mm-hmm. or lavender, I mean, one or the other spearmint or lavender, they both can go with that. But I would say going with spearmint just because that is confident speech. And so if you're, and when I, when I teach this class, I teach it is not necessarily that 
words of affirmation are your strength, but maybe that's where your partner strength is and you want to learn it better. And maybe you might not be great at it. So how can you improve your own abilities to use words of affirmation? So confident speech comes because of spirit, confident speech comes to my, my, my mind because that will give you the confidence to say some of these things. Maybe you're a little embarrassed or maybe it's uncomfortable or maybe you've just never really thought about it. Truthfully, maybe you've just never really thought about recognition or compliments that it needs to, that some people really need that. Um, mm -hmm. So that might be something that you struggle with. And I would say using that, that spearmint to help you with that confident speech, to give you the confidence to speak out, to be able to, say some of the things that might be on your heart that maybe you haven't really wanted to say to a person because it's embarrassing or maybe you're uncomfortable again, maybe, or maybe you just never paid attention. Yeah. Or all the above. We don't know because we're not you. However, we do invite you to take this quiz. So the next two that we'll highlight quickly is physical touch and receiving gifts. So physical touch is, you know, think, think of it how how can you communicate? So it would be nonverbal use of your body language and touch to show love, right? So hugs, kisses, cuddling, a pat on the back, a rub on the back, you know, a quick, like a quick run through the hair. I don't know. I love, like I said, this is one of my love languages. So I enjoy that quick hug or that kiss on the forehead, or when my husband has his hair longer, you know, running my fingers through his hair or truth be told, slapping him on the butt real fast while we're in the kitchen, getting water. You know, <laughs> I'm not recommending you do that to strangers. Please do not <laughs> respect boundaries. However, in my marital <laughs> relationship with my spouse. Yeah, totally. Cause I enjoy that. Um, physical neglect would be how to not show the physical touch. And there is, there, there can be neglect. Um, so physical touch, Sarah, do you want to touch on that real fast? So, yeah, I mean, everything you just said, I mean, general physical presence in general, uh, is that's what people like and love is felt through, of course, non-physical, non-sexual touch. And sometimes there is the, the oil that I recommend, I have three that I teach about is neroli, jasmine and aroma touch, but for time purposes, I recommend aroma touch because that's that's the oil of relaxation. It's the massage blend. It, you know, this is a great one that you can, if you are not a physical touch person, okay, meaning you don't love physical touch yourself, but you can always give it. You don't always have to receive it from people, but if you use this, maybe put this on your hands and maybe did a quick neck massage or a foot massage or a hand massage, that's physical touch. Mm -hmm. And you don't necessarily have to receive it because like I said, you may not be a physical touch receiver. You may not enjoy that, but your partner might be, or your friend or your sister or your cousin or your kids, they might be. And really simply just touching them and rubbing their neck, rubbing their shoulders. I mean, obviously if they're a stranger, that's weird. Don't do that. But when you meet a person, you know, shaking a hand and doing the double hand clasp when you shake a hand or putting your hand on their arm, again, this is all physical touch things that you can do 
that's not necessarily invading your own space. Because that's, you know, if you're not a physical touch person, physical receiving physical touch for you might be a little bit more difficult. So, and you know, you might have children that are physical touch people. Okay. Just suck it up and breathe. Let them hug you for as long as they want. They want to cuddle with you. Okay, great. Come sit on the side of me. Put your head on my shoulder, you know, so they feel like that closeness. And, but yeah, physical, I would say aroma touch would be a great oil to be using on that touch level. Perfect. Yes. Everything Sarah just said. Accurate. I love, I love aroma touch for this category. Sarah, you want to highlight receiving gifts? So receiving gifts is a fun one. I think it's fun because the, like I said, this is, this is one of those ones that, um, I like, I'm a, I'm a pretty good giver, <laughs> I guess. Um, but the, but receiving gifts, people enjoy receiving surprise gifts, um, or tangible thoughts of thoughtfulness and effort. Like they just like that effort being made that you have thought of them like a thoughtful gift. I, um, a couple of episodes ago, Vicki was talking about one of her favorite gifts she ever received from her husband was a coupon book, Right. And because of the thoughtfulness that went into that. And sometimes it's not necessarily the monetary value of a receiving a gift thing. It's the thoughtfulness that goes behind the receiving gifts. Yeah. The emotion behind the act. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have to be like, oh my gosh, I have to like outdo myself from last year of monetary price wise of a gift. Mm Mm-hmm. People who receive gifts, it's the idea. Like one of my favorite gifts that uh, one of my dearest friends sent me was she just pulled pictures of my family off of Facebook and she had them made into Christmas ornaments for me. How sweet is that? It's like one of my most favorite gifts from her. And she's done it a couple different years that she's done that for me. And I just was like so touched by that gift. Now she thought it was silly and I thought it was the most amazing thing. Ever, right. So like mm-hmm. it's that thoughtfulness, it's that taking that time. And then, um, the oils that I've paired with that is, uh, citrus bliss and wild orange, but we're going to talk about wild orange for a second, because if you are not a gift giver, um, maybe you're feeling like you don't have enough to give, or you don't know what to give or, that it might have to do with monetary things. Um, wild orange is the oil of abundance. And so this will help you to feel more abundant, to give gifts to people, to, to the gifts of the earth, the gift of, of nature. Like wild orange is so amazing when it comes to like giving. And it just, because oranges give freely, right? Oranges reproduce and they just kind of give without thinking about it. They produce the fruit, the fruit drops to the ground, they produce more trees. Like it's just like this wonderful cycle of life with a tree. It represents a lot of abundance. It represents a lot of giving forth and giving back. It's yeah. And the more time you spend in understanding these love languages, because truthfully, um, well, for my brain, words of affirmation, physical touch, yada, yada, it, it's deeper than that. So when you're learning these love languages, receiving gifts, I in the beginning, I didn't necessarily think that it was the thought behind it. I thought it was the action taken and the physical gift 
Does that make sense? So say, take time to truly understand it. And hopefully this episode is helping you along your way. So quality time, you know, uninterrupted and focused in on the conversation. One-on-one time is definitely in this category is, could be your top love language. It is one out of the five and it creates special moments. And you can do that in taking walks or um, doing small things around the house for your partner, you know? Well, that's acts of service. That's sorry. Yeah, that is acts of service. (laughs) Well, you know, time is more like actions to take though, you know, you can create special moments and, and do small things with your partner, not for your partner with your partner. So I definitely misspoke with your partner. So you know, for me, it's going outside in our backyard with our two dogs and we just hang out as a couple. That's quality time. Binge watching something on, you know, HBO, Amazon prime, you name the streaming platform, you know, that would be quality time that I spend with my husband, um, in conversation. Cause it's not just like watching one thing for us. It's you know, hanging out, talking and having that on in the background. So quality time is definitely giving your full attention to the person. It's not just, yeah, sitting on a couch doesn't in my book, cause I'm quality time. So like just sitting on a couch with me. Okay. That's cool. But like, I want, I want active listening. I want conversation. I want to like spend that time, not just, just like there you know, it's not just, you know, physically sitting next to somebody. It's, it's really giving that attention, that, that focus, that, like mm-hmm. focus time. And it doesn't have to be a long time. I and mean, it's called quality time, not quantity time, right? Like it's yeah. not spending yes. <laughs> every waking moment together. Although like my husband and I could totally spend every waking moment together, but it's, it's definitely that quality, active listening, active conversation, being heard, being like presence, present in that moment. That's quality time versus, um, you know, just doing like sitting next to each other. Like I, I always say dinner and a movie, the movie is a movie is not a date. Like that is not a date to me. Like you're not speaking. You're not having an exchange of conversation, thoughts, or ideas, that's to me is not, that's just watching a movie together. You're just watching a movie. That's not anything that like really creates quality time. Yes. For you. And that's not for everybody, you know, right. but that's, but, you but know. people who are quality time, that's what they want. They don't want yes. just the sitting next to me, looking at me kind of a thing. They, that's not what, when people are looking for quality time, they're not looking for just quantity they're looking for correct well said well said like just sitting next to somebody does not no nobody who is a quality time love language person just sitting Mm. next to them is not what they're looking for it doesn't check the box no they'll be annoyed they'll be Mm. really annoyed (laughs) but you're like oh let's like do this together and they're like oh they get excited right because you just said let's do this together and then you're just sitting there they'll be more annoyed. That's the perfect way to piss off somebody who's, who's quality time. <laughs> yeah. 
Like just saying, <laughs> like they have expectations in their head when you're, when you say the word, let's do this together. They're like, they have expectations of doing it together. Yes. Not let me watch you do it or you watch me do it. This is uh-huh. like that, that is not, that does not hit that expectation level. So Correct. Like, Very well just, said, Sarah. Absolutely. Just be annoyed that just, just know they'll be annoyed if that's what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So if you're a physical touch person, you can, you can make that quality time into physical touch, right? You, if you're an acts of service person, you can make that into a quality time. You can do things together, but it has to be, the point is together. So like, mm-hmm. that's the quality time piece. But the oils that I um, paired with this was lemon and marjoram. And the reason why I paired lemon, because lemon is the oil of focus. So most people would be like, why would you, why would, why did I pick lemon for focus? Right? Because if you are not a quality time person, quality time takes focus. It takes focusing in on list on that active listening. It takes time mm-hmm. to focus in on the other part, the conversation. It takes time, like it takes focus. There's a lot of focus that goes into quality time. And so if you are somebody who is not quality time and it's like, you're sitting there going, I'm having a hard time even having a conversation with this person because your focus isn't there. That's why I paired lemon with that is to help you with that focus. The focus well, on it's the intentional person. focus. In in my opinion, it's intentional focus. And I agree. I need to be diffusing or huff mm. or put it in my water. And lemon over marjoram is my go-to because it is the essential oil for focus. There's other things that I use. However, spot on, Sarah, I agree. It's intentional focus. And sometimes, and for some people, it's more difficult than others. So why not lean on these oils? for each and every category. So powerful. Yeah. Then we have acts of service. Mm-hmm. Acts of service is a fantastic, it's a fantastic quality. My husband has acts of service. That is his number one. And let me tell you, he is so dang sweet every night, especially in the winter. I mean, uh, not, not in the summer, but in the winter, my electric blanket is turned on in my bed before I even get in there. My diffuser, he's he's already put in all the oils I need for my the diffuser. The diffuser is already going because he knows every night I say thank you and I appreciate his service of making sure my bed is warm and making sure my oils. And that makes me sound like a spoiled little princess, but that is his way of showing me love. Mm-hmm. That's his way. Yeah. He is acts of service. Every morning, do and he says to me, What can I do for you today? And I'm like, I don't, there are days where I have to like literally sit there and go, okay, what can I think of? Because for him, he needs this. Mm-hmm. Like this is how he shows love. He needs to know what, what service he can perform for the day to, to bring, like, that's what he needs to know. And so every day, every morning, it's the same conversation. What can I do for you today? And I'm like, I have to, I really truly have to think about it. And then I have to think about what acts of service I can do for him because, you know, hanging out all the time, isn't his love. Like he'll do it because for him, it's like, okay, I'm serving her by doing it. Like that's how he has to think about it. But like, it's not his, he would much rather like one of his favorite things is to like 
go and serve other people together. Like, let's go do this and we're serving someone else. Like that's mm-hmm. what he, he loves humanitarian aid work and work in like serving other people because that's his love language. Like he loves that. And so I have to think of things that I can serve him. So I make sure like it's silly, but I'll make sure we always have clean sheets and that our bed is made, right? Which makes it easier for him at night. He comes in, the bed's made, and he can just turn on the bed. <laughs> so, and, and just did the different, like, okay, I did your laundry for you today, or I ma- I did this for you today, you know, and, and making sure that those acts of service are thought of. And they're not just like, well, I mean, of course, everybody likes random acts of service, right? But like, that they are just things that are, again, it's this intentional thought that we're putting into things, that we're doing things for others that bring them joy. Not what brings you joy, right? But what brings them joy. So if you're struggling in that department, that is, that's um, the oils that I've paired with that are rose and blue tansy. And the reason why I picked those, I mean, obviously everybody knows I love blue tansy. I don't think that's a big secret, but that's like (laughs) inspired action. So you're going to, you're going to really like, you're going to take full action. You're going to take that inspired action. You're going to observe and serve, right? Observe then serve. And so if your partner is acts of service, observe things that they may need service or help with and do it. So observe and serve. And that will really help your relationship flourish mm-hmm. by, by just doing that alone, seeing what service they need, not what service you need. Oh, Hey, I cleaned out my car today. That's not for them. That's for you. Mm-hmm. But, oh, Hey honey, I cleaned out your car today. Mm-hmm. I vacuumed your car. I put your close the way I did this for you. That is for them. You know, I mean, I guess putting their clothes away makes it so your room's done in mess. It can be for you too. It's the idea that you're doing it for them and the things yeah. that they need. I love, I love learning about these five love languages. I love that they are just a, a tool for all of us to use within our life for others, for ourselves. And Yes, these are love languages for our partners, right? Um, but they're also for you. I really invite you guys to lean into this, understand the different love languages. So that is my scoop of the day. My scoop of the day is to go on good old Google and take that quiz. They might call it a test quiz. I forget. It's been a long time since I've done it. Um, but go on, take it and learn your love language and then invite your partner, invite people in your life that you love and you spend a lot of time with to take it as well. Invite them into this so you can learn what their love language is. It's a win-win all around. Now, an oil that I invite you to pair with this is gardenia and it's the essential oil of friendship. I know gardenia isn't readily available, but if you were a lucky person to have received this at the latest doTERRA convention in September 23, then you have this um, 
in your toolkit. It is an oil to help negate the emotions of feeling unkind, lonely, distant, preoccupied, insecure, needy, unhappy, and so on and so forth. And it invokes the friendliness, the kindness, feeling loving, present, having healthy connections. I feel like Gardenia would be a great ally to step into this knowing, this new awareness of, oh yeah, it's not my love language that I should be offering up to the people around me. It's theirs. So tap into it. Why not? I love gardenia. So I'm all for it. Use the gardenia. It's amazing. So my scoop is really going back to, um, we'll, we'll put, we'll actually link it in the show notes. This for the five love languages quizzes. There's actually more than one that you can take on their website. So you can take the five love languages and figure out your five love language. And that's powerful like so powerful and you can have other people in your life take it too. There's also the apology language. How well do you handle anger quiz? And do you feel appreciated at work quiz? So these are some, these would give other great insights in your love language along with other people maybe around you and how you are feeling in your own life. And this gives you a really good emotion, like kind of gauging where you are emotionally when it comes to apologies, when it comes to anger, when it comes to feeling appreciated and what your own love language is. So we'll, we'll actually just go ahead and link it because, um, it's phenomenal. I've actually been looking into becoming a love language coach because it's something, I mean, I've been, I've been, I've been hired to speak about it for years and it's just one of my favorite things. And I, can't imagine any other, like, I love talking about it. It's something we talk about a lot with our couple, our friends that are, you know, are their friend couples or whatever. And just something we talk about a lot. It comes up a lot in my, my own personal coaching conversations with people. And, um, I highly recommend that you just learn your love language and take the quiz and we will do, we will definitely link the, yeah we'll hyperlink it because it it's just so good. There's like so many quizzes that you can take and learning all about it. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Essential Oil Scoop. If you've enjoyed today's scoop on essential oils and want to stay updated with our latest episodes, exclusive content, and special offers, be sure to follow us and opt into our exclusive newsletter. Just head on over to our website, theessentialoilscoop.com forward slash newsletter and opt in today. For more wellness tips and monthly inspiration, connect with us on social media. Follow us on Facebook and YouTube, the Essential Oil Scoop podcast. And please feel free to share and tag us on all of your essential oil adventures using the hashtag, the Essential Oil Scoop. Remember, your wellness journey is our priority. We are here to help and support you every step of the way. Thanks again for being part of our essential oil family. Until next time.